This is Democracy on the Move. Democracy on the Move is a podcast tribute to the people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it toward its true principles of democracy. This episode is being released on Sunday, May 15, 2022. I'm Dan Schaefer, your host for today's podcast, and thank you for joining us. ask you a question. Should corporations have the same rights as people? Should money spent in elections equal free speech and drown out the political voices of people who don't have lots of money? Well, the Supreme Court apparently thinks so, but the overwhelming majority of people don't. Join Greg Coleridge, the national co-director of Move to Amend. Move to Amend is a coalition organizing to pass a constitutional amendment to end corporate rule and the corrupting influence of big money on elections. Find out how to become part of this movement to create a real democracy, not just for we the people, but for all the people. You can find Move to Amend online at movetoamend.org. Yesterday, I drove into downtown St. Louis to take part in the Bands Off Our Bodies demonstration. I had to park several blocks away. There was a Cardinals baseball game going on nearby, so it was not possible to park anywhere near the event. But it was no big deal. I parked several blocks away and then I rented one of those electric scooters that seems to be on every street corner these days. So I made it to the demonstration just as things were getting underway. I ran into a few familiar faces right away. Spencer Toder was there. He appeared on this podcast last September 26th. And he was out there standing in the hot, bright sun, sweat pouring down his face as he enthusiastically greeted people lined up to shake his hand and take a selfie with them. Spencer is one of several dozen Democrats running for the U.S. Senate seat, being vacated by Roy Blunt. When I got to the front of the line, I was able to spend a minute or so chatting with Spencer about his campaign, and he asked how the podcast is going. I was concerned that he was going to overheat out there in that hot sun. There were plenty of trees nearby to offer shade, but he insisted on standing out in the heat. He seemed to enjoy every moment, so he wasn't paying much attention to the climate. Throughout the next two hours, I'd circle back to see if he was still going strong. He must have an internal air conditioner or something. He maintained his enthusiasm throughout, not missing a step. I have to admire someone that would take all that heat just to be with the people. I also spotted Lucas Kuntz working the crowd, taking selfies with people, doing his campaign thing. Lucas is also running as a Democrat for the Senate, and he and Spencer will face off in the primary on August 2nd. I also met with another Democrat, Benjamin Hagan, who's running for state senator. We hope to get him on the podcast soon. Other Democrats at the event included uh, St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones and Cory Bush, a member of the U.S. House of Representatives. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast recently, you might get the impression that I'm a Democrat. I can understand why you might arrive at that conclusion, because after 78 episodes and counting, we've had about a dozen Democratic politicians on the show here, but no Republican politicians. And in general, I give Republicans a hard time on Twitter because of their increasing slide toward authoritarianism. But I'm not a Democrat, and I'm not a Republican either. The honest truth is that I've invited Republicans to appear on the podcast many times. None of them return my inquiries. None. Zero. Democrats, on the other hand, have nearly always returned my inquiries. And in several cases, I've had Democrats contact me out of the blue, like Spencer, asking to be a guest on the podcast. Now, just a bit of background, if you'll allow me to indulge. I work full-time as a software developer and team leader. 
I rarely work just 40 hours a week. The department I support operates 24-7, so in a sense, I'm never truly away from my work-related responsibilities. So I don't have a lot of time to track down people, do all the research, and script out the show, coordinate the interview, set up the Zoom connection, edit the audio, and publish. But if I were to do the podcast full-time, I'd probably have time to track down a few Republicans and force my way into their offices and get them on the program. But the reality is that this podcast is a completely volunteer effort on my end, so I have limited little time to put together a show every week. So when it comes to finding guests for the show, I take the path of least resistance. And in doing so, I find that Democrats have something that the Republicans don't. They are enthusiastic. They want to talk about the issues, and they don't hold back. When I talk one-on-one with Democrats, I feel they're having an honest and open exchange of ideas. Even when we talk about things that the overall Democratic Party doesn't agree with, guests on this show feel free to speak their mind. And Republicans, by contrast, seem trained to march in lockstep with each other. Nobody wants to get on record to express their own opinions. And you can see how this plays out on Twitter. Almost every day you see tweets coming from Republican politicians across the nation, all saying the same thing at the same time. No doubt they've all been trained to read their talking points from some sort of daily memo. So when I try to contact a Republican to be a guest on the program, well, I get crickets. I guess I'm just not a member of their Borg or something. Their staff is nice enough when I manage to correspond with them directly, but there's no follow-through. The conversation dies, and I don't get an interview. So back to the Bands Off Our Bodies demonstration in St. Louis yesterday, there were only Democrats showing up for this event. Now I know what you're saying. You're saying, duh, as if this isn't already obvious. But i got to ask a question. Why should it be? Why should abortion be a party issue? And why does each Republican, despite any personal misgivings, have to march in lockstep with the rest of the party on this issue and every issue? And to a broader point, why is it that Republicans fail to see where all this marching in lockstep is taking them? When we have a Supreme Court that, for the first time I can think of, actively removes a right that they explicitly guaranteed 50 years prior, the lockstep march is heading toward autocracy. It's inevitable. Today, the issue is abortion. But what will it be tomorrow? Banning contraceptives? Banning interstate travel? Now, if you think this is impossible, think again. A law to prosecute people leaving the state of Missouri to get an abortion in another, in another state has been proposed at the state legislature. Fortunately, it didn't pass, but people behind this effort aren't going to quit trying. Already, we're seeing laws in the books that essentially deputizes individual citizens to pursue people suspected of getting an illegal abortion. Texas SB 8 was the first of such laws that are now sweeping other state legislatures. Governor Gavin Newsom of California, in an attempt to make a mockery of this law, is trying to get the California legislature to make a a similar law against guns. This whole thing can quickly spin out of control. We're on the cusp of seeing arbitrary draconian laws enforced by posse comitatus. Democracy itself is at risk. So why is it then that the Democrats are the only ones stepping into the fight for democracy at this time? Why are Republicans who are just as afraid of losing our democracy are not stepping up to the plate? Why does nobody in the Republican Party have the balls to go to the party and say, hey, we're marching toward the abyss? I say I'm not a Democrat because I don't want to take sides in this endgame. And it is an endgame, not because the Republicans or the Democrats are hell-bent on destroying our nation, but because our political discourse has led us to a divided nation. On a mass scale, we experience bipolar disorder. We careen back and forth. 
The Republicans are evil. Only the Democrats can save us. Or the Democrats are evil. Only the Republicans can save us. And to a large degree, the game has been more about the pursuit of power than the pursuit of good governance. And the sad thing is that there are good people in both parties. There are good people who understand the big picture and do not want to see the end of our democracy. But they've either lost their voice, or their voice isn't loud enough, or it could simply be that they've sold out. They've sold out on the notion that you can't ultimately do good if you don't first get power. The problem is that the pursuit of that power is what corrupts many of them in the first place. They get stuck at that stage and can go no further. Bans off our bodies is just the beginning of the open culture wars where we see rights being taken away. If you were to read Justice Alito's opinion on Roe v. Wade, you come to understand that the Supreme Court is starting to think of individual rights as a privilege rather than an inherent right. And this flies in the face of the Ninth Amendment that essentially states that rights not specifically enumerated in the Constitution belong to the people. If the Supreme Court indeed strikes down Roe, it will open the door to allowing legislatures to remove people's rights, whether or not they're enumerated in the Constitution. I'm afraid this could be the beginning of the end for all of our rights and freedoms, not just the rights of bodily autonomy. Until we decide as a nation to stop the pursuit of power in favor of some sort of ideology, whether based on religion or environmentalism or wokeism or whatever, and focus on good governance, we will continue to lose our freedoms and ultimately we will, in short order, lose our entire nation. You've been listening to Democracy on the Move, a tribute to all those people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it back to its true principles of democracy. Please tune in each week where we will feature guests and topics that will keep you in touch with our march toward a more perfect union. If you have any questions or suggestions, or if you'd like to sponsor future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Just send us an email at info at democracyonthemove.org or contact us on our webpage at democracyonthemove.org contact. Democracy on the Move is all one word. Theme music, Murky Waters, performed by El Rey Music, used under license from Shutterstock. I'm Dan Schaefer, your host for today's podcast, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in. It's been my pleasure to be with you today. Please have a safe week ahead, and we hope you'll tune in again next week.